0: and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkevicius. Welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast number 85. This is Sunday, March 12, 2017. And today's guest is Italian organist and harpsichordist Maurizio Croci. uh, He was born in Varese uh, and holds diplomas in organ and harpsichord studies from the Conservatories of Music of Milan and Trent and spent four years at the Schola Cantorum in Basel in Switzerland on advanced courses in organ and harpsichord under Jean-Claude Sender and Andrea Marcon. He also graduated summa cum laude in musicology at Fribourg University in Switzerland under professor Luigi Ferdinando Tagliavini. Maurizio is the prize winner of the Paul Hofheimer international competition. Maurizio is currently working as organ professor at the High School of Music in Fribourg and at the Conservatoire de Fribourg in Switzerland. And he is also harpsichord professor at the Milano Civica Scuola di Musica, Milano Public School of Music and also the organist at the Basilica of the Holy Trinity in Bern and of the College of Saint Michel in Fribourg. Maurizio Croce is the artistic director of the Académie d'Orgue de Fribourg and served as a chair until the past year of the Council of Artistic Directors of ECHO, European Cities of Historical Organs. So today we are talking about Maurizio's activities as an organist and harpsichordist, and most recently Maurizio uh, has recorded a CD called Bach Mirrored Um, we will talk about that uh, about the idea behind this concept that in one CD Maurizio combined both organ and harpsichord works by Johann Sebastian Bach where he found correlations um, of both instruments uh, in, in, in a similar way composed two different compositions. So this is a very fascinating project and we will talk about that in great detail. So hope you, you will be inspired by this conversation, especially if you are interested in both organ and harpsichord because we will talk about how organ and harpsichord is related and how it is different also and how it can improve your playing style. So let's go to the show and let's find out about the work of Maurizio. Thank you so much, Maurizio, for joining in this conversation. Uh, I found out about your work uh, uh, not very uh, long time ago, uh, when I saw your beautiful CD, uh, Bach Mirrored. I was so impressed with the idea uh, that you can contrast uh, both harpsichord and organ inspired works right in one cd so thank you so much thank you for your time generosity of sharing ideas and welcome to the show
1: thank you very much for inviting me it's a pleasure to speak with you and with this uh, big audience of organ lovers
0: yes so uh, can you share a little bit uh, uh, Maurizio, how you first fell in love with the organ or maybe it was the harpsichord first
1: no, no. It was really the organ. It was uh, like a call for me. Um, I was just uh, in love with the sound that I heard. I think we, as many people did uh, in the church for the first time. And I remember very well the exact moment when I I, I really uh, feel that uh, this sound was so for me so so incredible that I wanted to to do this, to play, to discover. So it was really for the organ that uh, I, I started to make music. But of course, in, in the studies, I had to, to do the piano first. Uh, and uh, the obstacle came later for me, it came at the time of uh, of Basel, a little mm-hmm. bit before, so after my organ diploma. Wonderful,
0: Maurizio. You studied with fantastic professors at Schola Cantorum in Basel, right? With um, uh, Jean-Claude yes. Tender C- and Andrea Marcon. Uh, they both are internationally renowned experts uh, on, on early music, right? Generally on any keyboard instrument, right? What have you, you have you learned from both Tender and Marcon? They are b- very different, right? So you probably yes, they are quite uh,
2: different. Third, so you probably
0: uh, personality learn is quite different, different. Things. yes, so can you
1: share a little bit with us yes, the personality of, of uh, Andrea and Jacques Lord is, is very different even they, if they are, have, have I think uh, uh, in general uh, the same aesthetic and the same uh, musical uh, I will not say musical ideas but the same approach to the musical to the music, to the source so a big respect to the source, a big uh, respect to the historical instruments, and um, also uh, the will to to know objective things about Alfiering's before before uh, making your own interpretations. And um, but of course the personality is very different, and um, Andrea is more Italian, Italianate way of playing. So. Um, is uh, a, a very, a very uh, great communicator of his uh, enthusiasm and his uh, musical ideas. And I think this, uh, this thing that he, he transmitted to me, and Jean-Claude is an is a incredible uh, expert of Bach music, mm-hmm. and especially Bach music, and he devoted his uh, entire life, I must say, to, to the study of, uh, of Bach, uh, of, of the Bach style and uh, of course it was for me uh, an incredible uh, uh, encyclopedia living encyclopedia of, of this uh, information of, the, of his uh, connaissance of the sources and uh, also his uh, musical approach very fine, very refined, very sensitive I, I liked very much and influenced uh, very much to me, and one very important thing that both learned me is was the the way of making the organ and the obstacle sounding. So the, mm. the so called uh, touché, huh? mm-hmm. yes. they have both a very sensible, sensitive touché, and uh, they study the, a lot uh, on this. And I think one everybody can easily recognize when an organ is, is uh, is uh, conscious of of this problem because the the instrument is sounding totally different, especially of course historical instruments how
0: harpsichord <coughs> and um, and um, let's say organ to share the 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 touch is different in general can you do you have a, a system or a method to to play differently on each instrument or are they both similar maybe in a
2: way?
1: Uh, in, in a certain way, they are both similar because the, the, the technique, the finger technique is, is uh, I must say, almost the same. But of course, to make, to make it uh, sounding well, they are, they are really different because uh, one is, a, of course, a string instrument and with a very dry sound, so, which needs to be uh, sustained as much as possible by different Different means, different uh, way of playing, uh, and uh, the other is the opposite, so there is a continuous sound mm-hmm. uh, normally it is uh, very often it, it, it is uh, placed in, a, in a, a big acoustic, so you need uh, to to try to make it more clear right. so to, to, to play it sometimes uh, let 's say drier. Let's but of course, in both in both instruments, the the the, the basic uh, uh, mean eh, let's we can say that yes. to to do everything is to controlling the length of the notes. So a very precise and very uh, uh, specialized uh, approach to the to the technique. To the, to the a very yeah a very uh, compli- I'm not say complicated but a very refined way of of uh, controlling the length of notes, Mm -hmm. which is quite different on the piano, of course.
0: Yes, uh, so both instruments, you're saying, have in common the idea that uh, the the touch um, is really can cannot really affect the dynamics of the of the instrument too much right it cannot make louder or softer like on the piano or clavichord right but um, the difference is that the organ sound can can last indefinitely whereas the harpsichord sound fades right away so probably Mm, we have to apply different techniques to prolong the sound on the harpsichord, like like trills, ornaments and other things, and to make it more clear on the organ in the vast cathedral space uh, to articulate more clearly. And you are saying that for all of that to happen, we need to control our releases and length of the notes, right? Yes.
1: I must say we can give the impression of a dynamic. Of course, it's not a real... Dynamic change, but with lengths of notes, uh, we can give to the public the impression of a dynamic which is very important not mm-hmm. to to play uh, each note at the same uh, uh, same mm-hmm. dynamic level, the same importance
0: right so uh, so of course, uh, when you're playing harpsichord, there are only few stops possible right maybe maybe eight foot strings right uh, maybe four foot strings maybe lute sound right if, uh, maybe a combination yes. of, of eight and four coupled manuals right um, yes. and that's about it right but you could still make beautiful music for uh, the entire length of the recital right of course. Uh, So, so the music probably speaks for itself, and it doesn't need to be like gigantic instrument f- with hundreds of stops and color combinations like organ, right? Uh, so, uh, Maurizio, how do you keep uh, your harpsichord pieces uh, interesting, uh, w- where the where the sound level is appro- approximately similar?
1: Yeah, as I told as I, I told before is uh, a. <laughs> um I don't have the, the word in english uh, I'm more uh i don't know uh, you should go a little bit deeper yes. in, the, in your in your approach and uh uh play with the length of notes uh with uh, sustaining certain notes uh and articulating other notes and playing arpeggio playing uh, uh some uh, note of notes faster or or slower. Uh, in uh, in order to give a variety of sound and variety of uh, of, uh, uh, I remember Leonard Gustav Leonard called it uh, uh, effetto placebo. So mm-hmm. to give a, like a placebo effect yes. to the public, so it, they they should uh, think that there is a dynamic variety in the obstacle. Mm-hmm. If if you hear a recital or a CD where where, where the obstacle sounds like a. Uh, uh, I don't know, very mechanical, very metallic sound, and very uh, boring, uh, equal sound. Of course, this is this is very bad. So, uh, in that case, I, I I agree with people that prefers Bach on the up on the piano than on obstacle mm-hmm. because obstacle is an instrument that could be very very expressive, uh, even if you cannot make a, a real dynamic, but you can you can give a relative dynamic, let's say, or, or, or the called, uh, so-called placebo effect. So mm-hmm. you can do a lot, a lot of difference, differences in the in the music with uh, uh, the length of notes, with the arpeggio, with the ornaments, as you told, with playing uh, together or not together some notes uh, of a chord, for instance. Uh, the, there are, there are uh, a lot, a lot of possibility, possibilities. And... Uh, uh, I try to do this, uh, and it's, it's not so easy. I, I must say,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To,
1: for, for the, to, to, to find this way of playing on the obstacle, because it is also very personal. As Froberger uh, said, I think uh, he said that uh, uh, his music has had to be uh, studied, uh, grief by grief. So every chord should be tried and uh, studied individually to make it sound. Uh, something good, well and uh, convincing, and giving uh, uh, the, an, an expression, an expression and of an effect, and also a di- dynamic. And uh, so, it's a very, uh, and I say, deep, deeper study of uh, of these uh, of these things of uh, dynamic and touch and touché.
0: What is the most? Uh the earliest piece have you played uh, on the uh, harpsichord or the organ? For you, do
1: you remember the oldest, the earliest? The oldest. Um, I think uh, I played certainly from Buxheimer Orgelbuch. Uh, yes. And maybe also from Feinza Codex. I oh, remember a old. concert in Basel many years ago. It was be- it was for an exposition of uh, of. Um, of, uh, I don't remember, I think it was a a book exposition, of uh, early books exposition, Mm -hmm. so I was demanded to play a very early program, and I played this music. But I normally play, uh, quite often play uh, Italian uh, music of the early 16th century, Mm -hmm. for instance Marcantonio Cavazzoni, Jacopo Fogliano, uh, Brumel, and so on, and also I play Offheimer music, but I also played music from the from the very early sources like uh, Faenza. And
0: These are very remote times, right? Like uh, very exotic cultures we are talking about. People uh, today in 21st century have no idea how it all. Um, was were communicated and how how people made uh, perhaps connection with the music at that time. Today it's very different, right? How people re- react when you
1: play those early pieces today? Uh, sorry, I didn't understand the question. Sorry. How
0: how how people react when you play such an early ah. composition? Are they are do they understand what you're trying to say, or they feel like uh, it's very? exotic music and exotic sounds and, and that's it
1: yeah yeah. of course it depends on the public uh, you have also to take care uh, to play this music uh, in certain, in certain places maybe not, not every time and maybe it's difficult to have a complete program uh, on this music mm-hmm. but I think now uh, nowadays people are very used to, to, to listen to early music even to medieval music so it's i, I find it not so difficult for them to 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 understand or to to appreciate this this repertoire of course i think one problem of many organ recital is that uh, it is a little bit um, i don't know how to say in english i'm sorry auto referenziale so you you many programs are made for organists or for uh, for the organist himself, let's yes, say,
2: yes,
1: yes. Uh, maybe a little bit too, uh, not, not taking in account the, the general level of a public of music lover. So, yes. so you should combine and even even for, for a later music, for instance, I've made two Monteverdi recordings with my ensemble. And also, Monteverdi music is not so easy to understand sometimes, huh? especially for the non-Italian-speaking people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried to combine it in a way that uh, that it is really... Uh, uh, there is always, uh, always a lot of variety in the form, and in the style, so combining maybe dance forms with, uh, with uh, more serious uh, forms, uh, like a motet or... Uh, uh, or, or Madrigal and so yes. on and that makes a, a program which is interesting even for people that are not really used to listen every day this kind of, of music mm-hmm. so I think it's a little bit the responsibility of the interpreter to, to, to be a, a, to make a sort of a mediation yes. uh, to go to the public Yes. Not to just to say, ah, okay, I'm the very important, I'm the very uh, cultivated organist, I want to play the Codex Faenza number 20, and um, so yes. you have to accept it. Wait. I think we should be in, in dialogue with our public.
0: Exactly, great idea. E- even uh, in Italy and in Switzerland, right where you work, um, people are very, very educated in general, uh, culturally, right? And uh, but that doesn't mean that um, uh, very stylistically specific music uh, can be played for them without. I don't know, explanation, communication in some way. You still need to work a little bit uh, uh, for, for for the idea of early music or earliest music to, to get into their hearts, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, for the music, classical music in general nowadays, because uh, I think the general culture... Cultural level and the cultural edu- yeah of today is uh, is going in other directions, so uh, unfortunately, the y- young people are not so used to, to classical music and uh, uh, also the education if I think in Italy so the musical education in the school is is still very very bad mm-hmm. basic education so uh, pe- the, the children are not. Uh, uh, are not learning so much in the school, so mm-hmm. they are not very used to, li- to listen to this kind of music and um, which is a little bit out of uh, let's say mode mm-hmm. <laughs> not not a, a little bit old fashioned old fashioned so, so I think we, we should every time uh, uh, think to the that we are we are a sort of ambassadors of of this repertoire to mm-hmm. Maybe also a person who, ca- who comes for the first time to an organ concert, maybe by chance. Uh, so it should not be the last time that he, he comes to an organ concert. So we should, we should uh, attract people and, and be, yeah, yes, a sort of ambassadors of our music. Also for people that are not so specialists.
0: And of course that's what you're doing with Academie d'org de Fribourg right uh, organ yes. academy in Fribourg uh, you're trying really to uh, to communicate the idea of of, uh, of of 7 centuries of organ music right uh, basically enormous repertoire right and uh, uh, make it accessible to the general audience
1: so yes we are trying to do this with a special attention to the children. Yes. And since uh, I think now many years, I, uh, let's let's say ten years, we are every 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 year making a special project for children mm-hmm. uh, with combining organ with uh, other arts, with uh, uh, so, yeah, text and uh, cinema probably. And, and so cinema and uh, theater and so on. With uh, last last year, it was with live drawing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we had a a, 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 peep, a person drawing on the music on the carnival of saint saens animal carnival. Was drawing uh, animals, mm-hmm. and that it was they were projected in the church with nice effects with our computer, and it was so. So inspiring for for children. So we try to, especially to, with children, to have new projects to 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 let them uh, come in this world of the organ music. Mm-hmm. And the last last year with Echo, with the Association of Echo, uh, we had a, a competition, a call for projects international for for projects for children. It was a, a great success because we had many many projects coming from all over the world. And uh, the winner could uh, play in the different eco cities, and also he had a prize. And we are uh, we are thinking because uh, we had so so many good projects. Unfortunately, we had to choose one, only one. Mm-hmm. But we are thinking to use also the other projects that we received uh, to to make it to make them circulating in the different eco cities. And in uh, three years, we will uh, launch another. Competition to have uh, uh, other projects, mm-hmm. so I think yes. One of the main uh, goals of uh, our academy in Fribourg is, uh, despite of the name, academy could uh, one could think that it is uh, like elite elitaire, mm-hmm. uh thing. At the beginning, it was uh, more intended for for professional organists to to have uh, to have a master class and on historical organs, but now we think that we should include uh, a larger public. So we, we are trying to, to make concerts uh, where the different organs historical that we are lucky to have in Fribourg and the different repertoire are also a little bit uh, uh, showed to a non-specialized audience. Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful. I so appreciate your efforts to promote the art of organ to to children. This is our future, basically. And whatever you instill in their young minds will probably bear fruits... um, Tens of and and twenty years from now, right? They will become uh, maybe more appreciative of what we're doing as organists and in general as musicians, probably. So uh, it's it's great idea to combine various arts with with organ demonstrations, right? I remember myself uh, a few months ago at Vilnius University here, uh, where I work, work, had an organ demonstration for for eight to eleven years children, and. Uh, I did uh, this um, storytelling improvisation about the um, the, the uh, very well-known fairy tale musicians of Bremen. You know the story, ah, yeah. Br- 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 Brothers Grimm. And I asked the children to to draw the characters, the the the, um, uh, the animals and the robbers and the the organ as, as well and I improvised everything and told the story into Lithuanian and th- th- these children were very very focused They because they were drawing all the time and heard this uh, storytelling and improvisation uh, on different stops and, and, and uh, di- divisions of, of the largest pipe organ in Lithuania and then I when I stopped I um, took all the pictures, uh, all the drawings and made the uh, Made the pictures into a movie, basically animated movie with with the music and storytelling, and put it on on YouTube. YouTube, so so that really this idea of art combination is very very powerful, and children yes. really respond. Yeah, very to interesting. It. Very, very yes, interesting. yeah, yeah. yeah. I will so, have a look
2: to YouTube.
0: Mm-hmm, I will I will send you the link. I'm not telling you that I did something, you know, very unique or worth of notice, but it's just another idea what you can even think of about uh, integrating various arts and incorporating the audience into the show, right? They are active. Yes. In- That's very important. Yes. Right? Interactive. Yes. Excellent. So, um, so what you're doing is so tremendously valuable for children as well, um, Maurizio, and uh, of course your, your Il Pegaso ensemble who, who tries to discover new compositions of Monteverdi and Frescobaldi, right? They are, they, they are so innovative approaches. Can you
1: tell a little bit how this ensemble came about? Uh, so this ensemble was uh, created uh, yeah, because of a discovery, in occasion of a discovery of new Monteverdi pieces. It was not made, made by us, but by a, a colleague working in Fribourg University, Luigi Collarile, who discovered in Poland, I think, uh, yeah, it's in a, I think in Breslau, mm-hmm. um, um, a source, a printed source of uh, motets of of monteverdi so it, very strange because uh, it was a printed source but it was totally unknown mm-hmm. and uh, in this source it was a uh, uh it contains this source contains three unknown motets of monteverdi beautiful motets uh, and all the trees are, are on uh salve regina and uh, regina chelison on, on uh, Mar- maria uh, and uh, and so and at the same time, another Swiss, uh, almost at the same time, another Swiss uh, scholar, uh, Christian Janeret, working in in at that time in uh, I think in Geneva, she she discovered in Paris a small booklet uh, of uh, of uh, sketches of Frescobaldi. So it, uh, it it was one only I think the only one musical autograph. Uh, complete musical author of Bifrescobadi. So I had the idea to put these two discoveries quite exceptional of the two most important uh, Italian composers of the 17th century together to make this uh, this CD and this program called Salve Regina, mm-hmm. uh, where we tried to also, as as I told before, to to create a variety in the program between uh, and also contrast between uh, instrumental music, uh, vocal Vocal sacred music, and different forms, different ways of, uh, of uh, instrument of uh, playing the basso continuo with the turbalon, turban, organ, and so on, and uh, and I think uh, it was it was it was a, a very nice experience, and we had quite a, a good success with these CDs, and we create a, an ensemble. Uh, and which uh, also a quite special uh, uh, composition because we are we have we are three singers, two tenors and one bass, mm-hmm. and tuba and organ. So we are uh, th- the quality of the sound is quite special, and uh, and so we continued and uh, we played other programs of the se- always in seventeenth century music uh, with uh, other Italian and German composer also Schütz music, and then uh, the second uh, project was. Uh, for a city was the travestimenti, so I, I I decided to to record some uh, little known uh, travestimenti, so contrafacta of uh, Monteverdi madrigals uh, set in uh, in uh, in a in a in a sacred sacred uh, text, in a sacred way. So uh, not a very very well known uh, lamento di Arianna. Uh, which became Pianto della madonna and so on but some uh, less less know that we found in some libraries also until until malta mm-hmm. malta library the, in there, there is a very beautiful uh, transcription of um, of uh, the madrigal chio medoro uh, which became uh, at Sangelorum san and so on and we made also recording of the, the the only unique instrumental uh, tablature of a Monteverdi piece made at the time of Monteverdi, which is a, a ballo del Monteverdi for uh, lute or tiorba. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and we discovered that this ballo del Monteverdi is uh, nothing else than the ballo dell'ingrata, the very famous ballo of, uh, of Monteverdi. And uh, we, trans- we played it for Evangelina Mascardi, our player, mm. she recorded it. And uh, we also we were um, we were also uh, inspired by this to make our uh, own uh, tabulation tablature of um, some Madriga- Monteverdi pieces.
2: Right,
1: And because it was uh, it's quite strange that uh, at that time we have yeah. no, Mad- Monteverdi was so famous but uh, instrumentalists didn't take so much, so much is music to, to play for the instrument as, as was the case for other musicians. Mm-hmm. Maybe because the motivated music is really uh, intended for the voice, it's mm-hmm. really a vocal music and very uh, strong link to the text. But we tried with two little pieces, and uh, I think it works. Uh, I I let the public to judge (laughs) if it works
0: or not. What you did, uh, Maurizio, with intabulations, we have to remind our listeners what it is, right? You take a vocal composition and adapt it to the keyboard, right? Yes. So that it would be playable, not only playable for the uh, keyboard instrument, but also would sound uh, keyboard-like. You add passages, right? Yes. You add different uh, figurations. Right, uh, of course. You sort yes. of, uh, you sort of uh, continue the tradition from the 16th century, even even 17th century. Right, uh, where the organist uh, routinely had to uh, intabulate and make arrangements of vocal motets and uh, and other pieces. Yes,
1: yes. It was uh, of course an art. Uh, let's say the repertoire, the very first repertoire of organists came from from vocal music mm-hmm. uh, in the in the seventh in the 16th century. Then the the organists had uh, created uh, 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 their own repertoire, so making independent pieces. But they still uh, continued to to have in parallel with uh, newly created pieces uh, to have in the repertoire a a, a series of intabulation of, vo- of vocal pieces. It was one also one of the one of the demands of the famous uh, competition for becoming organist in San Marco in Venice yes. at uh, the 16th century so to to be able to play from the score from the, from the open score uh, as, uh, a vocal a vocal um, a vocal score adapting it on the organ and we we, we have to think that even if it was a, a typical 16th century um Art of the organ playing it, this this continues uh, in the in the seventeenth century. For instance, in, East, in, Ita- in Italy, we still have uh, Girolamo Frescobaldi that in sixteen thirty seven published um, uh, and in, in this second book of Toccata, the one uh, tabulation in tablature of uh, uh, Arcadelt. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Matricle.
1: Yes. And uh, we have and we have many examples. Yeah. So it, it was, uh, I think, uh, yeah, a, t- a typical uh, art of the organist, yes. uh, or the keyboard player to play and vocal music. And it
0: so, sounds so beautiful when you contrast it to the original vocal version, right? You first sing and or perform with the ensemble, right? And then you intabulate on the organ or a harpsichord, right? It's so beautiful that be- be- because really people can appreciate the similarities and the differences what you're doing. Of today. course, yes, mm. yes. So I'm very, very fascinated by this idea also <laughs> that you are really... Uh, Taking uh, f- 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 full into full, um, taking full advantage of those early music models and giving th- giving as those treasures to the 21st century audience today. <laughs> So Mauricio, yes. of course uh, your new CD is different, right? You are, uh, you you took uh, um, you took uh, harpsichord and organ pieces by Bach and created this fantastic uh, CD project called Bach Mirrored. How did you come about with this idea and uh, what did you wanted to show uh, organ music lovers and harpsichord also lovers?
1: Yeah, I was uh uh, fascinated since long time that the fact that Bach could uh, uh, but also other composers of course but s- sometimes the same musical ideas uh, came to from one instrument to the, to the other or from, from uh, one, uh, or one, uh, one form uh, instrumental or a vocal form to, to the other and uh, they are transforming themselves and uh, Many many times b- before acquiring a, a def- definite form. So my my idea was to show how in the keyboard uh, music of Bach there are some examples of this of this process. So uh, there are clear clear cor- correlation between uh, some pieces. Less let's say less clear, but uh, uh, like lexi- clear uh, exchange between other pieces. But my my ideas was to to show it in a in a CD and to also to to, to create a link between this is uh, these pieces and between these uh, these two instruments that are also a personal uh, play and uh, which are my my two my two favorite instruments what are the first two pieces on the CD can you remember uh, the first piece, I think, is the D major uh, prelude, organ prelude, which has, um, uh, of course, a very clear and very, uh, a very clear evident correlation with the toccata in D major for nine, uh, nine, two, uh, nine one two. Right. and uh, they are both uh, starting with this brilliant uh, uh, scale of in D D major. In, in organ is, is a pedal scale. So the first as a, I think uh, first, first example of pedals, quick pedal scale in, in, in the organ repertoire. So a virtuoso, virtuoso tratto, uh, a virtuoso yes. characteristic. And in the toccatas, there, are, there is the same idea, but on the, on the, with a manual scale. And also the structure of the pieces is, is, uh, is very similar. And um, and uh, with with uh, tremolo with change of effects, uh, so there are two both are there are two uh, there are pieces of the of the young Bach, mm-hmm. uh, so with uh, with a lot of these uh, um, how to say uh, brilliant ideas many many different ideas many contrasts uh, a lot of uh, uh, passion in this music and. Uh, uh, it, it's a completely different from the back of the of the Leipzig time, where the, am uh, I say, the intellectual and uh, intellectual part, intellectual aspect, and uh, the incredible skill of uh, of writing uh, polyphonic music uh, is, uh, is 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 uh, the the main aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we have a, a young and uh, exuberant. Uh, genius, uh, and uh, we have uh, these uh, very incredible pieces. Maybe not uh, perfect in the form and in the, in the control of the of the form, but I, f- I find it so 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 incredible. So I love it so much.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Maurizio, and then, a very interesting idea when you say that uh, D major Toccata by, for for harpsichord and D major preludium and Fugue. Uh, are also related, right? Uh, do they do these pieces come from the
1: same period in Bach's life? Yes, more or less. More yes, or less. more or less the same period, period.
0: Yes. So even the the tonality, the key is the same, right? So the that key is the
1: same. Structure is Both, the same. Similar. Yes. Um, also, also the also the, the also the structure is uh, is uh, there is a close affinity, and. Um, with uh, full of toccata passages and uh, recet- recitative-like section, and also with, uh, um, yeah, of course, uh, contrapuntal and motivic section. So I think there the, the, the correlation is very it's, it's very evident. As well as evident is the uh, the correlation between the two preludes in C major I recorded. Uh, let's say uh, in this case uh, the the two pieces are really uh, one the variant of the other. There are a lot of of, of variants of this prelude, mm-hmm. which in the in its definite form becomes the the prelude in C major of the second book of the Well Tempered Clavier, mm-hmm. and uh, in in its final organ version became the the famous. Uh, 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 Five forty-five Prelude in, in, in C, in C right. major. Five
2: forty-five.
1: And um, <coughs> in, the, in the variant, organ variant, I, I choose which is the, the 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 one of the London manuscript. Uh, the the similarity is really evident. So both are starting with the same motif, with the same uh, uh, pedal point, and uh, and so on. Mm-hmm.
0: And again, the keys are the same, right? C major?
1: The keys are the same, yes, of uh, course. Maurizio,
0: yeah. uh, we sort of touched about this subject briefly, but is it. Is it uh, did every key have the same uh, or similar uh, combinations of figurations in Bach's day? Maybe he had uh, in mind uh, first uh, the motifs and figurations and then he chose a key. What, was, what came first for Bach? Key or figurations? ideas <laughs> very,
1: do you know very difficult questions, questions? <laughs> can you elaborate I I, I I cannot I cannot give an answer um, speculate let's speculate uh, speculate I think uh, uh, the affect came first and then it, i think it is quite uh, it's it's quite evident that there are some uh, re- correlation between affects and uh, and Please. the tonality <laughs> uh, there are some pieces, but also tonality could have a, a reason uh, to be to be searched in the organology. For instance, I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking to the flute, so the B minor is one of the most uh, well-sounding for the for the traversiere, yes. and and so on. But of course, uh, in F F F minor uh, or such. Uh, such a uh, minor piece, uh, especially F minor, was intended like really like lamento. Mm-hmm. But I, I I cannot say that uh, one figuration is really is really uh, adapted only to one to one tonality. Uh, but
0: generally, affect
1: uh, affect is uh, uh, taken into consideration f- probably
0: first, right? Uh, the composer would would choose the affect the the character of the piece.
1: The emotion, right? And then uh, think about what key would probably work best for this. Of course, emotion. there is a, there is there was a, still a tradition of using the modes uh, linked to a, to an affect coming from uh, from uh, the the 16th century traditions. Uh, so yes. also you, you find for organ, you find also in Deruta about each each mode is uh, is associated to an affect and also to a destination for. Uh, in that case for for liturgical use, for instance, the fourth mode so let's say e is is the mode it says for adapted for the for the lament yes. and for the elevation in that case
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it's there is a tradition and also at the basis are, of course a a mood associated to a to a to a, mm. to a, mo- to a mode <laughs> and then to a tonality
0: exactly but,
1: what else uh, is uh, on your? But of course, when piece, pieces became really tonal mm-hmm. re, uh, and uh, not not uh, not modal anymore, I think the difference is is less less yes.
0: evident. Yes. And uh, uh, did you record any uh, any other works on the city?
1: Can you elaborate? What else is contrasting? Yeah, the other works are uh, are the A minor Prelude and Fugue. Mm-hmm. Where well, I choose it because of the similarity of the two fugues uh, themes. One, uh, so the A minor prelude fugue for organ, f- five forty-three, and the uh, fantasia and fugue. But it is really a fugue with a short uh, arpeggio. I think eight major arpeggio fantasia before. So the two fugues are as a theme which is uh, very similar, and also the, the effect of the theme. Uh, the, the fugues, I think, the, the similar is very similar.
0: And, and this, uh, Maurizio, can you, I interrupt you? This eight-measure fantasia in A minor for harpsichord—is
1: it complete yes. or not? It's not. Yes, it is complete. complete. Uh, it was also—you find also in Handel pieces, for instance. Uh, uh, it it was—it um, was quite common to to you to write only. Uh, long chords mm-hmm. and then write arpeggio yes under mm-hmm. them, so it, the arpeggios should uh, uh, improvise arpeggios on these chords you find uh, the most uh, the most uh, famous example is, is the Chromatic Fantasia and Fuga where you have uh, a lot of uh, I think uh, three parts of uh, of uh, of series of chords mm-hmm. uh, uh, written out in long notes and then uh, with uh, the indication arpeggio, so the apsychologist can do as he wants and uh, to feel it these uh, chords and to also to ke- to give an effect uh, with the with the speed of the arpeggio with the the way of of making it. So it was interesting for me also to to, to try to to make something with this uh-huh. longer. Uh, a page and long notes.
0: it's it's sort of related to the french idea of unmeasured prelude right that Couperin yes. did in his age uh, but it's different also from from the fr- yeah
1: it's different because you have you have even less less information mm-hmm. of course you have here you have the exact i, I mean almost the exact length of the of the chord so how, how long should be because you have a value but you don't have the way of uh, so the direction of the arpeggio the, uh, the succession of the notes wh- what do you have uh, uh, on the opposite way in a, in a, no, a prelude non-mesuré mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, yes I think it's, uh, uh, it's it's the same way of, uh, of thinking uh, basically so
0: uh, a performer has to improvise right what
1: you're yes saying. to improvise and to find uh, out his own way of, of doing it mm-hmm based on the model that is written on the page yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. in the in the it's chromatic right. fantasia and fugue in the first part where you in first part of this section in the first of these uh, three sections uh, arpeggio bach starts to 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 write uh, an arpeggio so Arpeggio coming from the, the bus, going up, and then coming down again. So, and then he, he stops and he, he writes only long long notes, chords. So it could be, a, I think it is a, a, an indication of how to start at least this arpeggio. Uh-huh. So I uh-huh. think one should continue when it is possible to use it, for the, at least for the first section. But the problem is that if you have different uh, kind of chords, for, I don't know. For instance, uh, seventh chords, you cannot. You have more notes than when you play only a, a, a major chord or minor chord. So it's not always possible to to play the same rhythm and the same uh, way. So you have to adapt every time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I see that you have Fantasia and Fugue in G minor here, five forty-two. The beautiful. Um, very chromatic work, and um, what it is uh, related in harpsichord, Maurizio. Yes,
1: I must say this. This is a maybe a, a a little bit free relation that I made, but I think that the there are two exceptional pieces in the in the both in the organ and in the harpsichord works of Bach dealing with chromatism and with. Um, with uh, harmonic uh, research so so uh, going so far away that there are, there is a link I of see, course I see the, the, these two pieces are the fantasia in g minor for organ 542 and the the so called fantasia chromatic 903 for obstacle, so the, the search of this ex- harmonic expansion is extreme chromaticism an harmonic passages and um, th- this is unique in these two pieces you don't find anywhere else in a such uh, levels so in a such a big uh, quantity in the in the in the back uh, in the back pieces so I think there is a link even though there, is, there, is, there are no thematic links in that in that uh, case but they are also in the structure mm-hmm. it's really uh, the Almost the same with sudden contrast with uh, recitative, and uh, so I think there is a link. And I must I admit it is a a little bit free free link I made. But I, I think that the two pieces are uh, two uh, way of expressing the same uh, ideas and the same uh, research and the sa- also the same affects. Mm-hmm. I like uh, your idea
0: of putting those G minor fantasia and uh, D minor chromatic f- chromatic fantasia uh, in the middle of the project, and then um, making mirror mirror. Uh, Tracks uh, because you start with the D major and end with D major, right? Yes. Second piece is C major and uh, the piece before the last is C major also. It's like
1: mirror. Yes, like a mirror. Yes. I wanted to. I decided to put to make it uh, like this. uh, Also because I found it was very not very nice to to change. uh, uh, every time between organ and uh, absiord, so I prefer to have two separate parts: first organ part and then obstacle part, because it, of course, I had to record the two parts in two uh, different acoustics, and the, the instruments are sounded really very different in a very different way so it, maybe for the pedagogical and the aspect uh, to to make the, this uh, Link between pieces more understandable. It would have been more easier to put one piece after the other, so organ, harpsichord, organ. But I think for the final effect of this of the program is was not so good. So uh-huh. I decided to make really a mirror. Mirror. That's very good. It's very easy nowadays to to, to skip one, from one piece to the other. Exactly. Modern technologies. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> and no Maurizio, uh, can you tell a little bit about the instruments that you used, organs and harpsichord?
1: Yeah. Yes, I use my my own article which is a, a copy of Ass. Uh, Ass mm-hmm. was a uh, uh, Jeronimo Albrecht Ass it's an instrument made uh, in uh, 1723 which is now uh, in uh, in the Copenhagen museum. Uh-huh. I think it's the very own the very uh, the only copy that has has been made of this instrument. As uh, was famous for making uh, uh, very huge obstacles. He also made a famous obstacle with three keyboards with sixteen foot uh, and many stops. My one is a big obstacle not not so big, but he has uh, two keyboards and uh, two uh, uh, sorry three eight stops uh, mm-hmm. and a four stop uh, which is uh, for footstop, which is playable on both manual, both manuals. so with wow. the, with the so-called uh, dog leg system mm-hmm. and the lute, so it's a, a, a quite uh, original sound. So I, I think it is uh, it gives you possibilities to play, for instance, on one keyboard with eight eight four and answering, uh, making a uh, uh, echo or contrast with eight four on the second keyboard, which is not very common to. To listen in a uh, apsicode, uh uh-huh. wonderful. And the so a German people... apsikod with, uh, with uh, uh, a with a quite big sound, and the organ is an organ in, uh, made uh, reconstructed by Jürgen Arendt in Payerna near Fribourg in Switzerland. It was an organ made by Johann Melchior Grobe in 1787. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, only few stops uh, the disposi- uh, and uh, the dispositions of the stops and the case uh, the and the case were preserved when r uh, and uh, uh, made, made uh, this uh, reconstruction so i must say it's, it's mainly a new uh, new Arend organ but based on these uh, old stops all the pipes and uh, on on the old disposition But I find it very, very beautiful, very inspiring uh, organ. I already made a CD there, uh, I think, uh, 15 years ago, the Andreas Bach book. Mm -hmm. And this is an instrument that I like very much in a a very beautiful acoustic. So I decided to use it.
0: Wonderful. So uh, I think uh, this is a beautiful idea that other organists could explore with perhaps other... Uh, other composers, right? Not only Bachs, but let's say Buxtehude, right? Or yes. Frescobaldi and others. How they incorporated both harpsichord and keyboard and organ ideas into similar compositions. Yes, right? yes.
1: Of course, I'm not the first to make a such such a program, such a program divided with organ and harpsichord. And uh, I think uh, it was quite common at in the early times that organs were is so it's uh it's very as you say it's very interesting to compare organ pieces and absicle pieces um, in recordings or in programs mm-hmm. uh, let's say that also that in some cases one cannot easily uh, recognize one so divide organ pieces from from pieces it's the case of the most of the Italian or South European uh, music of the 17th century, where uh, for instance, Frescobaldi, you have many toccatas that are playable at the same way, not, as, not in the same way, but they are playable on or, or the obstacle or on, uh, on uh, the organ. And uh, it's the same on, uh, with Spanish music, maybe, or, or also with other, other repertoires. So
0: Maurizio, who are you Who are you first? Harpsichordist or organist? What's well, your organist, first?
1: of course. Organist. Or is
0: it really necessary to choose? Maybe you can
1: be both, right? Yes, I've tried to, to do both, but uh, yes, I, I, as I told you, my first call for music was, was, for, was for the organ, and um, harpsichord I discovered uh, uh, a little bit later. But nowadays I love both instruments at the same time. But of course I have more uh, opportunities to play uh, the organ Mm -hmm. in public. And um, so I must say I'm I'm mostly uh, working as an organist. Does
0: harpsichord playing help you to become a better organist and vice versa?
1: I think yes. I think especially the harpsichord playing uh, helps to to play uh, because you need this uh, at- attention to, for details, for small details, for uh, a very precise technique. Mm-hmm. So it helps to, to make the same uh, work on the organ. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it helps a lot to make the organ well speaking and uh, singing. I think it's, it's very important.
0: I suspect, Mauricio, that
1: uh,
0: harpsichord for the organist who, who specializes in early music like yourself is um, quite uh, necessary, maybe the same as piano for the organist who specializes in French symphonic repertoire, let's say, right? Uh, yes. In, in a similar way, right? Because Absolutely. Because, let's, let's face it, uh, both... all the ho- organists in, in Bach's day and in Frescobaldi's day and other times could play both instruments equally well, probably.
1: Yeah, yes, of course. Uh, uh, Musicians at that time were, were playing harpsichord, uh, uh, clavichord, keyboard instruments at uh, at the same level uh, mm-hmm. most of the time. And then, uh, uh, concerning the the later repertoire, it's it's uh, it's obvious that that many many pieces, organ pieces of that time were composed singing also to the piano so the the technique is the piano technique and the composer were uh, were singing also to the piano and uh, so I think you need to to play the piano to really play in a good way and to understand this uh, repertoire Mm -hmm. So Maurizio uh what would be your your
0: number one advice for people who are studying uh, both organ and harpsichord uh, today? Um, how they can best combine those uh, I- instruments to the to the fullest advantage?
1: Um, difficult question. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think what... the simple fact to 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 play uh, to make to try to make uh, the the two instruments playing. Uh, the, the best way possible with the, each, own, each instrument with his own uh, uh, means of uh, expression of, of dynamic possibilities. And uh, is exploring in a deeply way the characteristic of the instruments uh, makes uh, the musician develop, developing uh, some skills that are really very, very, very important. Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful, and you probably also want to add that uh, we have to uh, divide the time for practice equally, right? For organ and harpsichord, if we want to master both instruments
1: well. Yes, of course, of course, yes. Wonderful. Uh, I, I will not say that one instrument is easier than the other. No, 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 Sorry. I didn't mean that. You, ne- you need, you need the, to practice both. Of course, then it depends also on... Of uh, of what you have you have to do what, what are your uh, engagement and uh, but at, in in a study level I will uh, I will, I will, if you want to, to really to, to do both you should divide your times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Great, so Maurizio,
0: thank you so much for your generosity with sharing ideas today. It's 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 this hour went so fast like a great recital, right? We didn't even notice. And, of course, listeners all over the world now would like to know more about you, your work, your CDs. So can you tell uh, and share the link with them where they can find out more?
1: Yeah, you can, uh, you can find more on my website, which is uh, uh, io croci.com dot com maurizio and there you can find uh, everything about my activities and uh, also il pegato pegas activities my CDs mm-hmm. and also the <coughs> uh, the uh, activities of the organ academy in Fribourg
2: yes.
1: which has of course its own website which is uh, academy uh, dot ch and uh, you find about uh, the festival and also we have a scholarship which is what I I would like to underline for for students who wants to come to study in Fribourg for one year and uh, we have also organ vespers and uh, children programs and so on fantastic, I'll make sure I'll put those links
0: into the description of the conversation so that people can click and visit the site
1: uh, right away. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much, Maurizio. Have a tremendous creativity this year and keep sharing uh, your love for both harpsichord and
1: organs to the children of all ages. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: If you liked this conversation, I encourage you to visit my blog, Secrets of Organ Playing, at organduo.lt where you will find lots of insights, practical advice and training for every area of organ playing. You can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out. I hope to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vida Spinkavichus. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you online really soon.